Game Raiders podcast. I'm your host, Sergio, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Drew. Hi. Drew, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, I have, uh, like we were just talking about before you started recording. Uh, I'm off mic, baby. I'm trying to go through as much of the Halo campaigns as possible. Um, and those actually having a lot of fun, uh, replaying Halo CE has been a lot of fun. Um, except, uh, fucking, um, What's the one mission? Uh, assault on the control room. I got to a point where I was like, I, I had literally no health. I had one bar of health and I had to make it like just I just had to make it up to the control room. I was literally on the last leg and I, I had to restart that part so many times because uh, I kept dying because there's like two hunters there. <laughs> also a wraith and also two banshees circling above your head. So I was like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare. Gotta be uh, good, man. Yeah, so, uh, but other than that, I'm doing okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right, so today, obviously, if you look at the title of the episode, if you're listening to this, I am, Sergio, I am reviewing uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Square Enix video game. I am so proud of you. Do you know what a birthright is, Peter? Something that's a part of you. Like your name. Gardeners of the Galaxy? What? No. Rocket. So I let Groot fill out the paperwork. So we got fined. We appear to be 6,963 units short. I know. We clearly need a plan. That recently released, maybe by the time well, this episode drops, it would be maybe a little less than two weeks since it came out. Square Enix, Square Enix, uh, distributed. Yeah, published it. Uh, Eidos Montreal. Eidos Montreal. Eidos yeah, Montreal. Eidos. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Eidos. Eidos. I'm pretty... I don't know. I'm not. Is it French? Is it French Canadian? Yeah. I know uh, the games they worked on before this was Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Which yep. people didn't really like, but I, you know, I liked it. I have a soft spot for Tomb Raider. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Um, and the was it Deus Second Ex. Son? Oh, Deus uh, Ex. Um, they did well. I'm, I'm looking at. So they've done Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Um, they worked a little bit on the Avengers game as well. And uh, yeah, they're basically only known for doing uh, Deus Ex uh, games. They did. They basically. Yeah been working on the series since like 2011 um so they did deus ex and then shadow of the tomb raider <laughs> yeah basically and and they also did the 2014 um i guess reboot uh like thief the uh, i know because i know it's an old series but um it's like a pseudo sequel reboot i don't know i mm. played a little bit um so yeah and actually I, I i need to play shadow of the tomb raider uh well okay is it no, Shadow's the third one, right? Yes. So it's okay. uh, Tomb Raider, and then Rise, Rise and, Raider, and, then and then Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I gotta. I'm I'm playing through all the Tomb Raider, the newer ones, the rebooted ones as well. So I'm on the first one still right now. And then once I do that, yeah, I'll go through Rise and then Shadow. Rise so. is Rise is fantastic. Okay. So 
uh, if you know, in January of 2017, Marvel signed a multi-year deal with Square Enix to produce Marvel video games. It will, a bit, I don't know how many years it is, um, but they signed that contract. And then later that year, maybe a couple months later, they actually released it. They released a teaser for Avengers. Mm. So that's when we got our first event that Square Enix is making an Avengers game. Yeah. It was called, I think it was called the Avengers Project at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't until 2019, about two years later, is when they actually had the game. They showed it off at E3. Um, that's, you know, the famous demonstration that it didn't really go that well. And they brought all the actors out, and they showed the uh, the character designs, and everyone's like, these look just like the characters from the movie, just like the Walmart brand version of Robert Downey Jr. The great value brand, yeah. Yeah, the Walmart version brand of uh, Which is, it's, Mark it Ruffalo. sucks to say, because I actually really like all of the voice actors who voice, like, the main cast. I actually yeah. really liked all of them. Like, you know, you've got fucking Troy Baker, you've got uh, Laura Bailey, you've got Travis yeah. Willingham. I'm like, I love all of those guys. So, yeah. yeah. So then uh, the next year, the next year, the game was released to pretty mixed to negative reviews. Like, not good. (laughs) And uh, I played the game. Uh, You haven't played it yet. I don't know if you're going to play it, but it was pretty bad. Um, And I would say that there are moments of it being really good. Like, I played the whole thing. So it was definitely like, okay. There are definitely, like, there's some positives to Mar- Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers. Um, but it's just bogged down by all the bad decisions they're made. The main one being that it is not, it is a game as a service. It's not, like, it is a story game, but it's also, yeah. there are moments in the game where you actually have to stop and, like, um, raid for loot. And, so, and that's basically the, the game afterwards. Yeah. Just Very, insert the insert yeah. the curb your enthusiasm ending ending <laughs> over over gameplay of the Avengers. Yeah, um, very disappointing. Um, I'm hoping that they learn from this. Um, well, then the next year in 2021, just earlier this year, I think it was E3 this year, was it not? Where we were watching, and they actually announced the Guardians of the Galaxy game. It was the first time. I ever yeah, heard yeah. So they actually revealed it uh, this year. That was like their. Yeah. That was their big game they had for this yeah. season. And it was about like what, like 20, 30 minutes of the presentation? Yeah. So the presentation itself was like 40 something minutes. And Guardians took like, yeah, 27 minutes. Yeah. At 40 something minutes. Yeah. And I know both me it's and you crazy. were kind of like lukewarm on it. We're like, it's the same thing as the Marvel Avengers. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like slightly off brand versions of the characters from the movie. They yeah. you only play as Peter Quill. It's like of, of all the, yeah. of all the Guardians you could play as, you play as the white guy. Yeah, that was my most negative. Uh, well, besides the fact that it was like literally the only thing they had to show there, uh, that was my only real big criticism was that you could only play as Peter Quill. Like I felt like they should have done something, sort of like. Uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, where you could like kind of hot swap between the different characters. Um, but I, I did I, I did at least like the fact that uh, a it wasn't a live it wasn't a games as a service uh, game like there wasn't going to be any sort of like microtransactions or like any sort of like I guess grind you know to this yeah game. looked like it was just going to be a nice solid like single player 
uh, game. And so I was like, all right, I like I, I like the game as a concept. It's just, you know, you took over half of the presentation to talk about this Square Enix. Yeah. I was looking forward to maybe, you know, some Final Fantasy 16 or something, you know, that was. Yeah, they pretty much, they just like, it, it felt like, I guess, you were expecting one thing and then they gave you this. You're like, aren't you excited by this? And you go, no, I want, I want Final Fantasy. Why are you giving me uh, Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. So Avengers, Avengers got like one. It got it got like a solid year of just like build up from 2018 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and of course, all, every time they released something, it went bad. So yeah. it was like they're trying to hype it for a year. And it just got like worse and worse. Um, Guardians got like five months. Right. Right. And what's yeah. so funny to me is having played both. Guardians yeah. is leaps and bounds the better game. And it, I also think it's probably one of the best games of the year that came out yeah. in 2021. Which is not, there's not a ton of games that came out in 2021. Right. I was uh, going like, I mean. Yeah. And there's a couple I haven't played. Like, yeah. I haven't played Ratchet and Clank. I haven't played Returnal, which people are right. saying are also game of the year, you know, favorites and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but. It's just been kind uh, of a an off year, which I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I think it's just because of the pandemic, you know. I, yeah, exactly. But I think that's actually uh, that kind of maybe worked in Guardian's favor because I don't think if this game had come out like next year, you know, when Starfield comes out, or like maybe the year after that when I don't know Fable, fingers crossed. Um, like, you know, I don't think this game would have been even talked about nearly as much um, in one of those years where there's like a bunch of big tentpole games. Yeah fact that this is like 2021 and like the post pandemic year essentially uh yeah i think that actually worked out in its favor and yeah. it's the kind of it's going to be remembered as like one of the better games of the year for sure for sure and you know like avengers um it does everything that i think avengers was trying to do with its story mode and just a, such a higher level um, yeah you know honestly i was shocked like how good this game was i was like this game is like yeah freaking good man like i want everyone to play it like i think it, you i think you would like it a lot if you actually got to play it um and i also think like like emma i think she would like it too i don't know why i kind of because i think because for me the game kind of has like a a mass effect yeah. feel to it uh-huh. and i'll kind of explain a little further um and this whole situation it kind of reminds me of do you remember i think that's did sega also work on alien colonial marines or was it just the alien uh, isolation yeah yeah no they um i think it was they, sega and gearbox right it helped uh publish it yeah yeah so there was because there was two alien games that came out a year apart and yeah. alien colonial marines was has been like hyped up for like almost 10 years at that point right like it's been like a delay yeah. and delay like it's gonna it looks fantastic now like people were like oh this looks crazy and then it came out it was like a total train wreck and then right. alien isolation came out with like little fanfare it just kind of was announced and then released a couple months later and in isolation was like one of the best games that you know people still play like, yeah I mean, you still play it today kind of thing you know <laughs> exactly so uh, I feel like that's what where Guardians is going to kind of be like, where there's the two games that were came out close together mm-hmm. and uh, made or released by the same right. uh, company, but not made. You know, one was Crystal Dynamics, and mm-hmm. then one was uh, Eidos Montreal, which also worked on Avengers, and one is just way better. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be remembered. Funny that, 
I also think it's funny that in their latest like roadmap for Avengers that they they put Spider-Man on there. Like we know he's coming like at the end of this month, basically. But it was such a like uh it almost felt like they they were ashamed of it almost that like it yeah. wasn't like the big feature for the month and I mean, they haven't released any video i mean if it's coming out in like two weeks they haven't released anything <laughs> like yeah gameplay, it's, supposed, video. it's supposed to come out in like i think at the end of this month basically and uh yeah there's been like nothing and yeah. that just goes to show you that like yeah the the yeah. the the whole, uh, I guess, philosophy behind Avengers kind of like, or like the feeling just broke down so much. And like, even though, even though they just celebrated, I guess, what their one year year anniversary, yeah, year whatever, basically, and they were like, "Wow, we're coming to Game Pass," and you know, all this kind of yeah. stuff. And I mean, just, I played it, so I, I, I like boosted their numbers up. What what what's also frustrating is I don't know if you saw the article where Square Enix said that they maybe they shouldn't have given chris's dynamics avengers yeah then, they were like and it's like um, but they're the ones that put like square enix was the ones that pushed for it to be game as a service versus you know solely a story-based game or whatever yeah and i and i think you also like i mean you see this at a bunch of companies like they're trying to push for this whole like games as a service model without really they're not really uh thinking about it like very clearly or like planning for it um at all they're just looking at games that have like kind of come out of the other side like no man's sky and destiny 2 but i don't think they're actually taking into account like what those games actually had to go through to get to the point that they are in now where they're actually beloved lauded games yeah you know, and like actually successful um and yeah I, f I feel like square enix is definitely like one of those companies it, like you can see they're also they've also got their new um uh final fantasy uh like battle royale or whatever you know that they're trying to promote right now really? and i feel like that one's also just gonna fall flat on its face uh yeah. because i don't i don't know companies are just trying to like put something out there because they think it's popular and if they don't actually like invest in it or try and give it yeah. anything like you know anything else. and yeah you know, so well i think square enix made a better decision just to let idos do their own thing i agree um, so i'll, I'll, I'll kind of get into a little bit i have like a plot breakdown i got some character breakdown some gameplay uh, the music choices and then some overall thoughts and feelings and we'll talk about some of that um so the game itself um the game starts Sometime after the Guardians have already been around for a bit, they've already actually gone on a few missions and have like saved the saved the galaxy before. So my best, you know, like just imagine this took place after the second movie kind of thing is kind of right. Um, so they're on a gig to capture a monster to sell to a buyer named Lady Hellbender. Uh, so they go into this like quarantine zone because this takes place after a giant war had broke out a couple years earlier. And uh, it was like a galaxy war, and the Guardians were involved in some way. And um, so now there's different parts of the galaxy that are actually quarantined off, where there's like different like old battle site, like battle ships, and this you know that were like all crashed together and stuff like that. So um, they they go into the quarantine zone looking for a monster. Uh, they end up getting arrested by the Nova Corps, and then they end up giving Classic. getting like a seven thousand dollar credit fine or something like that. From there, the plot goes in a bunch of different directions that I really don't want to spoil for anyone that hasn't played the game 
or you know for you because I, I i know you saw some of it but i yeah, do want you to um it's still pretty fresh yeah i do want you to i i, I really i think i think you would like it a lot i really want you to play it and there's just told me there's a lot of twists and a lot of extra things thrown in that i wasn't expecting so when it happened i was like oh cool uh-huh. this is awesome there's a lot of characters like uh characters like some deep deep marvel cuts where i'm like what <laughs> so it's pretty cool um nice. the game it does feel and this may be a pro or maybe a con depending on who you are but it does feel like it's directly connected to james gunn's movies in a way oh really yeah it like the tone some of the characterization is very similar um it's just different enough that's the thing like it's different enough where i would say this is not an mcu game obviously it's not it's not connected to the mcu at all yeah like this, uh, some of the characterizations are different like some but a lot of it are choices that james gunn made that they decided to take in like even even down to like how rocket sounds because like uh-huh. he, he almost sounds like a bradley cooper type you know kind of like that that i don't know how to explain that like almost like a new york-ish style voice right right Where it would have been cool if maybe they went like a different route maybe he's kind of like a like a h john benjamin sounding rocket raccoon which would have been cool but so I'm saying like they they kind of keep and like and we said earlier like when the trailer came out the character designs themselves they almost look like movie characters but then they're different enough yeah yeah so so from there that takes you around to the characters um at first the characters do like the first like hour or two of the game you're playing it they do feel like they're just the movie counterparts like they they feel like exactly mm-hmm. like okay this is the, the way they bicker and yeah. how their their like cadences is when they speak and stuff like that. But then as the game progresses, you start to get you start to feel those differences. And then by the end of the game, they're just they're different character. Like they're they're different. Their Peter Quill game version is different than Peter Quill movie. Mm-hmm. You know Chris Pratt version. Kind of like how um, I can compare it to like how Spider Man in the video game, the Spider Man game from uh, Insomniac. Is right. a very different Spider-Man from Spider-Man in the MCU, or even Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Um, and I think by the end, they did enough to change all the characters that they're not just clones of them. So they, they add a lot more. Ba- you get way more in depth on their backstories. There's a lot more emotion to it. Um, so yeah, you play a Star Lord. So obviously, as we were saying earlier, we, we I know we did not like that idea when the game was announced. But after playing the game, I think it was the right and probably the smartest decision they could have made. Mm-hmm. Um, because th- this gives you the opportunity to be the leader of the Guardians. And you don't have any of that awkwardness of, like, um, the Avengers game, for example, where you would switch between playing as Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Kamala, Black Widow. So there's in a level or or even, like, you would pick a char- some characters to go to go loot a place so you can, you know progress the story because you know you have to grind and right. then you pick something like the hulk and then the next thing you know you're in a small corridor where the hulk was a terrible choice you know what i mean so yeah. they at least you know you're peter quill so you at least know the game is developed to play as peter quill versus playing certain levels thinking that i made the wrong decision i should have picked black widow for this part mm. or should have picked iron man or something like that so that's that's that with the characters. Um, so being the leader, you actually get to uh, command the group. So you get to while exploring levels or while in battle. So it's, that's pretty. That's a, that's a cool little feature, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes me right into the gameplay. Uh, the game is extremely linear. It is very much... There's, like, no open world. There are moments where you can explore different areas, but it's not open world exploration, just, like, little exploration on the side. Mm-hmm. So, like, you go to nowhere at one point, and you can explore, like, a bar. You can, like, walk around nowhere, but you, you can't really, like, go to a different area that can, that takes you down a different pathway in the game kind of thing. Like, it all yeah. leads to one spot. Um, so, like, the choices you make, it does affect the gameplay. Like, there are things you can do, and I'll explain more in depth what happens, but it does not change the story. The story always happens the way it happens, just the gameplay could be different. Um, so, like, for example, there's a moment where you can choose to sell Rocket or Groot to Lady Hellbender. Right. After, I remember after, that after, from the yeah, E3. From the, yeah. yeah. So, whatever decision you make, uh, it could lead to either playing a stealth rescue mission or you go right into a big battle with a bunch of enemies so whatever decision you choose between selling Rocket or Groot could lead down that path. But at the end of the day, it leads to the same ending of that level. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just like uh, you get to the same destination, just the pathway is going to come out like that. And, you know, either way you'll get there. There's like a couple of different forks or stuff like that for yeah. like replayability or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would say I would say so. But, but again the ending is always going to be the same. <laughs> like, you're yeah. not going to, like, leave a planet and, like, you, you left Rocket behind and the whole story is going to be different. You got to go back and, you know, that doesn't happen. Um, I'd say comparably, uh, comparably, um, it, it, in my opinion, like, compared to the Spider-Man games, the open world's a cool element, but they're just, sometimes they're just, some of the side missions are just kind of repet, repeti- repetitious, you know, kind of tedious. Mm-hmm. And, um, eventually like you were playing some of them and they'd be like this is the exact same thing i did like two minutes earlier at another you know other side mission so this is why i like i prefer i like open worlds but like i like reduce up like smaller open worlds and Mm -hmm. this kind of gameplay i prefer where it's like there's not really an open world element to it it's just very linear and then like you do have those moments of replayability okay gotcha yeah uh so there are four i would say four gameplay loops that you actually play throughout the game there's combat, there's space battles, and flying in space, you know, because you get to control the Milano. Uh, there's exploration. Like I said, there's little moments like you'd explore nowhere, or you go to a new planet, you kind of explore a little area. Um, and there's like little puzzles and stuff like that you can solve to progress the story as well. And then there's a lot of like dialogue tree choices that feel very similar to like a Telltale game or maybe something like a Life is Strange, where like you can make choices in your dialogue that affect how characters treat you or react to you instantly or maybe even later down the line. Like, there are there are moments at the beginning of the game you can make a dialogue choice that come back at the end of the game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and if you make the, if you make the, the wrong choice or a different choice, it can have a different, like, a cutscene or maybe even a different little effect. Um, so I'll start with the combat. Because you do most of the game is combat-based, right? Because you play as Peter Quill... You um, you have your element pistols, which he doesn't have in the movies. He doesn't have in the movies. He just has normal like laser pistols. The element pistols let you shoot plasma, wind, electricity, and ice. Um, and then lasers as well. And throughout the game, you actually start to unlock the other the elements. So you start off with no elements, and then by the end of the game, you have all four elements. Uh, so what you're combat... saying is Peter Quill is the Avatar? 
Yeah, yeah. By the end, he's he goes in the Avatar state. Yeah. No, it's just it's just it, and the comics apparently does have I didn't know this. He does have the element pistols. Like it's part that's part of his yeah. character. It's just not I in the thought movies. he was supposed to have them in the movies, but yeah, I think in the they, movies he just has normal pistols. He just yeah, he just normally shoots people in the movies. Yeah. So the combat works really well. I think um they don't really overstate their welcome and there's not like there's not parts where you're just like you're going you're like oh like with um avengers for example i'm gonna keep coming back to it because it's the closest you know there yeah. there's just some parts where it's just like wave after wave after wave of just these bullet sponges and i'm like oh i hate this and you're flying around as iron man and you gotta wait to recharge and then you can shoot him some more and then you gotta fly around so you recharge and then shoot some more pretty annoying this game doesn't have any of those it's pretty um you know the 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 horde there's moments you do fight like like 10 guys in a room and mm-hmm. you can and then that's it right you're not gonna get bombarded by 10 more guys over and over again uh during the combat the ai actually does a really good job of fighting with you there's never a moment there was never a moment for me where i was like drax what are you doing like do this you idiot uh because they, they're pretty good at fighting the enemies and stuff for the most part they'll actually spend their times if you're fighting like bigger bosses like there's like these like giant robot creatures you got to fight at one point and then a bunch mm-hmm. of henchmen they'll spend their time on the bigger creature so you can take out the henchmen oh, so that, nice. that was pretty okay. cool yeah um and like i said earlier you do get to give commands to the guard to the guardians so drax is like your tank so a lot of his stuff is like he'll pound the ground or he'll like bull rush people stuff like that um gamora she's gonna be like your sword specialist so she like is quick with her sword and can like move between enemies and take out a bunch of enemies at once kind of thing or she could focus all her energy on a big enemy and you just have to like uh, commander so you can actually highlight the person you want them to attack and then you can call them to do it and then it takes a little bit to recharge um rocket he works with explosive so a lot of his things is like more he can just blow people up um then Groot is your crowd your crowd control so he does a lot of holding enemies or pushing enemies away so that's how that's kind of how they work. So they all have their unique uniqueness to them, and um, you also have what's called the huddle up feature, which is kind of like a power up bar that builds throughout battles. And then when it when it actually loads up, you can huddle them up, and then have a pep talk. So then you gotta make you gotta choose the pep talk, and if you mess up, um, I'm pretty sure it's like a weaker power up than if you get it right. Okay. So you have two. You have two choices, and it's like you got to pick. The, so if you pick the right one, they'll be like, "Yeah, let's go to battle. We fight behind you, Peter." And if you mess up, they'll be like, "Oh, you're such an idiot, Peter. What are you doing?" And then they'll go fight, and it won't last as long or whatever. It's weaker. Um, and this is when music kicks in. So like a lot of the time, the music is going to be your normal, you know, score and stuff like that. With every now and then the occasional right. license, license song. At this point, it's like pop. You're in a battle. It's pretty intense, and you're getting rickrolled. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's there, there was a time where i was playing and i had a big boss fight and i huddled up and then we took on the enemy uh the big boss and it was playing to to never gonna give you up <laughs> uh so then you got the space battles it's pretty straightforward you get to fight the milano and do space con- it's pretty i guess it's pretty there's not much to it there's not there's not many of them i think there's i think you saw one i think there's maybe three three or four total space mm-hmm. battles and then there's also um, like a escape mission on the on the milano you gotta escape through like a pretty like a i think there's two of those so um and then the exploration this is this isn't open world exploration like this is like i said it's like very small little areas 
that really don't leave to different choices, but you can like talk to different NPCs at, at like nowhere, or if you go to like some another planet, like if you're if you're like a Lady Hellbender's planet, you can talk to some of her her like henchmen, stuff like that. Um, you in this area when you're exploring, that's not like straightforward story focused. You can actually find outfits, and these outfits okay. are from the movies and from the comics, and then original outfits made for the game. And what's cool is, I mean, they don't add any perks, but you don't actually ever pay for anything. So there's no microtransactions. Every outfit in the game is free, and it's only hidden in a level. So you can find every outfit in the game. Nice. Yeah. And then, like I said, you got, once you do our progressing story parts, there are environmental puzzles. And a lot of these environmental puzzles require you you're, you and using the Guardians, to, because, you know, like, all right, Drax... He is the muscle, so he'll like move a giant, giant boulders out of the way, or he'll throw stuff. Gamora can slice things. Groot can like uh, lift things up, or you know, move branches out of the way, or whatever. Rocket can like mess with technology. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how the exploration works. Um, what else was there? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, and then the last thing, the last gameplay loop, is uh, the dialogue tree moments. Um, throughout the game. There are moments where you have to make choices with your dialogue. Like I said, it's really similar to, you know, like a Telltale game where mm-hmm. you could either talk your way out of a situation or you can just make it worse and end up like in a shootout. Um, and then, and also some of these moments actually affect gameplay down the line. Um, and then there are moments throughout the game that do playback later. An example I can give you is in that E3 thing we watched, there was a moment where Drax wanted to throw a rocket across like a canyon to get to the mm-hmm. other side so he can, uh, like, lower a bridge or something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so then, you know, as Peter, you can say throw it or throw him or don't throw him. And, you know, it, whatever you choose, that moment comes back later in the game. Not at the end, but it does come back later in the game where uh, it even pops up, like, Rocket will remember this or something. Like, Rocket will remember <laughs> that you, you let Drex throw him or something like that. So these moments do yeah. come back. And you get pop-ups throughout the game like that, like, you know, Drax was impressed about your courage or something like that, or, you know, you let Drax do all the talking or whatever. Um, and then the last thing about gameplay is the difficulty setting. So you can actually, you can do, like, a base difficulty where like easy, medium, hard, uh, like, extreme or whatever, and, uh-huh. and then you can also, then you can go in, and you can actually change little things. You can turn up a cooldown so like instead of the cooldown taking five seconds it takes 10 seconds because you want it to be a little more challenging or if mm. you want it to be a little easier you can turn the cooldowns down a lot of the guardians will give hints on how to defeat an enemy or how to um how to solve a puzzle stuff like that and if they do you can actually turn down how often they do that in those let in that setting okay yeah and i know for me uh i played on medium and they gave a lot of hints, so it made the game really easy. I probably would go back if I've got to play it again. I would suggest turning down the hints a little bit, because they it was almost like instant. You walk into an area, and Jax would be like, "I can lift that rock," and you're like, "Okay." And I was on medium, so on easy, it's probably way, way, way worse. Um, so it's just you know, turning it down a little bit would probably have been a more enjoyable experience. I still like the game, so I think it didn't really hinder it that much. But like, if you were to play it, I would suggest turning down the hints or maybe changing it to higher difficulty okay okay so one of the last things 
that I, my big bullet points was the music. So there are over, I think there's like 30 or 34 licensed 80 songs from the game. <laughs> uh, they'll play at various times throughout the game. Uh, there's like the main menu of the game. We'll just have like a, a shuffle of those songs. Uh, after your huddle ups, it'll be random songs, you know, you choose. Uh, sometimes during cutscenes, there's specific songs that are chosen. Uh, you can actually just sit in the Milano and just listen to music. So you can actually put a song on to sit in the Milano and have like an 80 song play, like a, sh- a shuffle through 80 songs. Or you can pick a song you want specifically to play. So some notable songs that I took that I noticed while I was playing the game uh, was Take On Me, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, The Final Countdown, uh, Relax, Bad Reputation, Never Gonna Give You Up, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Tainted Love, We Built the City, We're Not Gonna Take It, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and Wake Me Up Before You Go by Wham. Uh, that is Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Yeah, okay. Wake me up before you go go. Don't uh, don't insult George Michael like that. Okay. Um, plus, they're also they actually created a fictional band named Star Lord, and there's nine songs from this fictional band, and they're like a hair metal band. And honestly, the 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 whoever got they did the music for that it's pretty good. I think it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a pretty good hair metal. I could feel, I could, I could, I can imagine this being from the eighties because in this, in this, uh, in this version of the, of the, um, of the Mythos. game, yeah. uh, he gets his, he doesn't get his name from his mom. He gets the name because his favorite band was star Lord. So he already oh, had okay. like, he already had like a star Lord jacket just because it was like, you know, official merchandise. And that's how he gets his name. Um, overall, the game has tons of emotion. It's a really, like, I was surprised how emotional the game was itself. Like, I think for the for the first time, you actually get to explore the tragedy that each of these characters experience. In in the movies, you kind of get hints of what Drax has gone through. You kind of mm-hmm. get a little bit of what Gamora and Nebula have gone through. A little bit of Rocket, but the most of the focus is on uh, Peter Quill, Star Lord. And this one, I feel like Drax and Rocket just get a lot more in depth. Gamora, not as much. You do get to learn a little bit more about her stuff that maybe you didn't get to know. She has a lot of um, like anxieties and stuff like that. And she actually has like a coping mechanism where she like collects dolls. So that's like a unique thing. Um, Peter does get most of the drama of the game as he's dealing with an ex-girlfriend that possibly has uh, his daughter who he didn't know that he had at the time until now and he's like debating like throughout the game he's like oh she's she's definitely my kid because the time frame the time frame matches up and we look alike other times he's like no we don't look like like, like at all and you know I you know I pulled out you know that kind of stuff <laughs> um so he's trying to grapple whether he's a father or not and that's the kind of the thing with his like that that's like an added you know, we do get some of the stuff with his mom, but most of the drama for him is his ex-girlfriend and his possible daughter. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of the themes throughout the game, the main thing for me I, I picked up on was loss, because each one of them has experienced loss in their life. And there's an element of, like, how can you cope with loss in a healthy way versus unhealthy ways that come up in the game. And then if you choose a healthier way to cope with loss, how friends and how family 
can really help you. And that's kind of the theme I picked up on the game. Like, that's probably the whole theme of the game, uh, which is I think is a pretty cool theme for the movie because that's not something that you would like normally expect in like a uh, Guardians video game, but that's pretty right. cool. Um, I think the best thing is you come in having some knowledge of these characters, which yeah. I think I think like ninety percent of the the world has seen the Guardians movies. So right. as long as you've seen those two movies, I think you're good. You don't have to like be like, oh, I'm a comic book reader. I've read every mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy with Star Lord and you know the the second group or whatever because the OG group is a different group. Um, it's crazy how much like yeah these characters have taken off um, because of the MCU like. Before the Guardians movie, I don't, yeah, like, nobody would have been like, oh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, one of my favorite teams in yeah. comics, you know? It's pretty, it's pretty wild. A committed fan, and then it's like, the movie comes out, and it's like, oh, yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, I love, I love Rocket, I love, <laughs> I, love, I love all those guys. Yeah. Um, there are tons of deep cuts. There are, like, a lot of characters that, you know, some I didn't know. I had to look up. There are characters from Shang Chi that show up. There are characters oh, wow. Avengers and Spider Man and all this stuff. They show up in different ways that maybe you don't expect. Um, the graphics of the game, freaking beautiful. You can play in quality mode or performance performance mode. So I think quality mode is actually true 4K, where performance mode is 2K with that's like, you know, resed up a little bit at 60 frames, and then quality mode is locked at 30. I played in quality and it was beautiful, like just gorgeous um, with ray tracing and all that. Ray tracing is not in the performance mode. Um, the world design is like all these new planets you go to that are incredible. There's like character designs and alien designs that are, like inspired, like in uh, like from the E3, for example, you fight those giant gelatin monsters. Like you never see <laughs> monsters that are just like big cubes yeah. of jello. <laughs> So it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and I think it just everything comes together and it like just makes a beautiful visual feast for the eyes. Like the animations on the facial expressions, the motion capture they did, um, the lighting choices, you know, a lot of it's like neon based, like you would expect for like a space like it's like space movies like like these, like you know, like your Blade Runners or even your Guardian movies. That's so that's really cool. Um and I've read a lot of reviews that compare the game itself to Mass Effect in positive ways. So to like the original Mass Effect games in terms of like character design and world building, stuff like that. Um, the game is 16 levels long. Each level lasts about an hour, uh, depending on how much exp- exploration you do and how long it takes you mm-hmm. to combat enemies and how often you die and stuff like that. Um, I beat the game at exactly around 16 hours. Um, I've saw online that it's taken some people like 20 hours to be, I think that's more on like the, you know, the longer end, but mm-hmm. I think about 16 hours, which 16 hours of gameplay for 60 bucks and a really solid story and no microtransactions that, that always gets my approval. And that's my review. Go buy Guardians of the Galaxy if you haven't played it yet. Go get it. It's great. Uh, yeah. you'll be disappointed. And if you are disappointed, uh, you can just, you know, tweet at us and I'll, do, I will block you because you have no taste. Is it on Game Pass? It is not. Ah, boo. Yeah, but I think it's worth uh, the 60 bucks. So boo, so boo on the no Game Pass, but yeah. Um, yeah, from the little bit that I watched, it did look like a good time. Um, it, yeah, it seemed like they had somewhat learned their lessons from the Avengers game. 
I, I don't think so because I think these like I think it's kind of like that alien like I said alien and colonial marines where you know they were working on isolation like two years before colonial marines came out so there's not really time to make changes once that game comes out and then a year later your game comes out right yeah so I don't I don't think they were like oh we learned our lesson no I think I I think I for some reason I just think Idos maybe got to do what they wanted yeah I don't know um it, maybe they just thought that it wouldn't be as big i guess maybe that's my guess too my guess is they're like oh guardians who cares yeah or like they were just like okay so avengers is going to be like our big money maker right like that's going to be the one that we know is going to sell super well and then but then we'll have this like kind of supplementary piece of material and we're not really too we don't really care too much about how that one works out because uh, we know Avengers is going to make us a shit ton of money. So yeah. you can go crazy, do whatever you want. And uh, we'll see you guys in like two years when we're all millionaires off of Avengers. <laughs> you know, like I, I think yeah. that's probably, probably what they thought. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it looks uh, like a super fun time. I would also concur with Sergio. I think you should go play it. Um, it is available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox Series X. I just nope. For, say that again. I was gonna say no PC uh, version. I don't know. It it could be on yeah. PC. I believe. I don't know. I can uh, look that up real quick. I think it's on PC. I don't. It's not on I Steam. Think, for sure. I think it is. I think it is on PC. Hold on. So Guardians. Of, well, if I could pull up yeah. Steam, that would be great. Oh, do 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 do. Oh wow. Okay, it's on. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Xbox Switch. Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Microsoft Windows. Okay, so it is yes, on PC. And it is on PC. There you go, PC uh, crowd. I don't know how this will play on a Switch. Okay, uh, yeah, just for the record, you played this on a Series X. I played this X. on a Series X on the Series yes. X updated version. Because they do have like a next-gen update for free. So yeah. if you get it on PS4 and you got it play on your PS5, it'll update to the ad uh, rate tracing and all that. The Game Raiders podcast will not be held liable for any poor performance on any outdated uh, consoles or uh, PC models. Yeah. I think, I think if you have a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X, I think you should be golden. Yeah. Outside of that, yeah. you may have some issues. But uh, Xbox Series. I don't know how they got this to run on a Nintendo Switch. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't know that until I looked it up just now, and I was like, oh, it's on the Switch? That's that's hilarious. That's, uh, that's pretty wild. I mean, they somehow got Witcher 3 to run on the Switch, I guess. And Doom Eternal, so maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, well, all right. Well, um, is there anything else you want to add? Any final thoughts? Um, James Gunn, the ball is in your court for Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 3. So you got to match the story quality, <laughs> which I think you could. Yeah, oh you yeah, really for could, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. They um, and yeah, they just released that first set photo, right? Yeah, they started I, filming that for first day yeah. of production. So, um, all right. So cool Drew, stuff. Where mm-hmm. can they find us? Um, all right, guys and gals and everybody in between, uh, you can come check us out uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher um and we're also on facebook and twitter uh doing you know just fun little uh postings every now and then um 
And uh, coming up for you, yeah, like I said, we are, we were talking about um, we've got the uh, the Halo kind of uh, uh, retrospective, I guess that we're, we're yeah doing. we're gonna dive and, deep into the legacy of Halo. Yeah, and then we'll do um, and then obviously when Infinite comes out, we're gonna be covering that um, all of that. And uh, I don't know what else we're gonna do before the end of the year, but we'll probably have a couple more little fun little probably th- a game awards recap. Yeah, we'll do some stuff, stuff for the Game Awards, of course. Uh, any any big reveals that come out of that. And yeah, I think that's going to do it for the rest of 2021. Um, so yeah. I'm telling you, man, there's going to be a rock band or Guitar Hero revival. <laughs> we'll have to walk it's back happening. our previous statements. Oh, man. No, man, I shot my it shot. It always happens. I shot my shot. I said... I bet yeah. you by the end of the year, one of these games will be announced at the Game Awards. I know, so. but we put it on our uh, game series that are probably not coming back, and we'll probably have to walk it back. They already said that they're coming, they're doing something with Splinter Cell, so we're already having to walk that one back. Um, yeah, it always happens. It never fails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, until next time, guys, game on, all right? I'll see y'all. Go by Crazy Galaxy.